A'udhu Billahi Minash Shaitan Ar-Rajim Bismillah Ar-Rahman Ar-Rahim My dear brothers and sisters, Assalamu Alaikum Wa Rahmatullahi Wa Barakatuh Today is the 10th day of our activity and the first question for today about the Holy Prophet is Which verse in the Quran describes the announcement from Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala that Allah and the Prophet distances themselves from the polytheists, meaning the kuffar, and that there is no more peace with them. So the correct answer is Surah At-Tawbah, the very first verse of Surah At-Tawbah, where Allah Subhanahu wa Taala says, Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim, Bara'atun min Allahi wa Rasulih ila al-ladina ahatum min al-mushrikeen. This is a declaration. I'm reading the translation now. A declaration of immunity by Allah and his messenger to those of the pagans with whom you have contracted mutual alliances or those who you have made an agreement. So what is what is this verse saying? Bara'atun is, means that you are vindicating yourself, dissociating yourself from whatever it is that you are, you are about to, you know, whatever it is that you're talking about. So for example, if I say, I am doing bara'at from uh, Joe Smith. That means I am dissociating myself from him. I am, I am saying that I, whatever he's doing, I am not part supporting what he's doing. I am not with him. I am, I'm actually against him. And whatever he's doing, I don't agree with it. I'm in total disagreement with with pretty much putting a line, a mark between me and that person. So in the context of this verse, bara'atun min Allahi wa rasulih is saying that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the Prophet, you know, um, are dissociating themselves from who So essentially what it is is that in the beginning of Islam, the Muslims had some relations, you know, business transactions or whatever it is, some type of relations still with the, with the polytheists, the kuffar, mushrikeen, those who do not believe in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. There was still some type of, you know, it was a transition, transitionary period where there was still some type of involvement, engagement, relations, and so on and so forth in whatever department that may be. However, with the revelation of the very first verse of Surah At-Tawbah, now the situation was going to be different. Now Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is announcing a declaration of immunity by Allah and his messenger. And of course, we know that whatever the position of the Prophet represent the position of Allah. Okay, and this immunity is directed to the idol worshippers. Um, you know, to, to the regarding to the agreements that, that the Muslims have with the idol worshippers. Okay, so now from this point on, there is no any obligation um, that the Muslims have towards the mushrikeen. So they are now free from any obligation and, and they are now cutting the relations with the infidels, with the mushrikeen. And because of this, Surah Al-Tawbah is also known as Surah Al-Bara'a. So it's another nickname, if you want to think of it that way. Bara'a comes from the word um, dissociation. And this is actually, you know, uh, rooted from Furu'i Deen. If you remember, one of the, we have 10 Furu'i Deen. Right, furu'ideen are those uh, actions that are obligatory upon us, physical actions. Two of the furu'ideen are bara'at 
tabarri and tawalli. The word tabarri means to do baraat. It's coming from the same root word of baraat. Baraat from the to do to uh, to dissociate ourselves from the enemies of Ahlul Bayt Just like tawalli is to express love and mawadda to the Ahlul Bayt So in essence, in that same context that we are doing baraat, this is actually an extension to the bara'a which the Holy Prophet announced, or, uh, or the bara'a which was announced through the very first verse of Surah Al-Tawbah from Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Taala and the Prophet in, with respect to mushrikeen. Now, it's not about mushrikeen. Now, it's actually bara'a to the enemies of Ahlul Bayt And for that reason, um, we do not recite Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim when we start the Surah Al-Tawbah. Surah Al-Tawbah is the only surah in the entire Quran which does not start with 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 the basmala, which is Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. So, just to review, every surah, the very first verse of every surah in the Quran starts with Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim, with the exception of Surah Al-Tawbah. Why is that the case? Because the surah starts out by warning the polytheist and and severing the the contacts with them and uh, dissociating from them. That so the aim is to warn these people who were who were against. Uh, Tawheed and against Islam so it is not befitting that within this announcement that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is giving that, that we start off by saying Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim in the name of Allah the most merciful the compassionate uh, here we are being reminded of the attribute of compassion and mercy but this is contradicting the announcement of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that in fact there is no more mercy there is no more compassion to the mushrikeen because they've been given a lot of time and now the, uh, the scope of relationship is now going to be changing between the Muslims and the Mushrikeen. So it's not befitting. The context here is not befitting. Hence, when we start Surah Tawbah, we start directly. We immediately say, Bara'atum min Allahi wa Rasulih. And continue with the Surah. As for the second question for today, why is Imam al-Sadiq named as al-Sadiq? So many of us may think of that most obvious reason that okay Imam Sadiq Sadiq means truthful honest and Imam Sadiq is truthful and honest and that's not a wrong answer right but that's not the best answer or the correct answer because um, Imam Sadiq is not, is not the only Imam who is truthful all our Imams are masumin and truthful right but why specifically Imam Sadiq was named a Sadiq and the reason why is because Later on, at the time of Imam al-Askari there is someone by the name of Ja'far who is going to be known as Ja'far al-Kaddab, meaning Ja'far the liar. To differentiate him from Ja'far al-Sadiq, as we know, our sixth Imam, his first name is Ja'far. So when we say Ja'far al-Sadiq, it means Ja'far the truthful one. And that is to make a difference, to point out that he is the truthful one which is different than Ja'far al-Kazab because from his lineage will come someone by the name of Ja'far who is the son of Imam al-Hadi and the brother of Imam al-Askari So in essence, he is the uncle of Imam al-Mahdi al-Sharif. So why is this Ja'far known as Kazab, meaning the liar? It's because he unfortunately deviated from the right path. He wasn't supporting the, uh, the Imamat of what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala chose. He wanted the imamat, he wanted the khilafat, and he was a puppet to the government. He was an agent 
he was not looking for the interest of Islam and the Muslimin, and he was not looking for the obedience of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the Prophet. He was looking for the worldly gains, for that leadership. He was greedy for the imamat. That's what he has had his eyes on. And for that reason, he, he claimed falsely that he was the imam and he wanted to seize the imamat. Um, but Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala prevented him from doing so. And narration say that when Imam al-Asqari uh, passed away, when he was martyred, he went to do, he, he offered to do Salat al-Janazah, the funeral prayers. As we know, every Imam who, who passed away, um, his son, the Imam, would be doing, um, uh, would be leading the Janazah prayers. It is not allowed uh, from, uh, from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, never allowed that someone else perform the Janazah prayers for an Imam, except by an Imam. This is from the Karamat of all our Imams. So when he came to Imam al-Askari Jafar al-Kadhab, Jafar, the son of Imam al-Hadi, wanted to offer the prayers almost as if to convince the people that I am the next Imam. But immediately, Imam al-Mahdi, as a five-year-old, as a six-year-old, stepped forward, pushed him aside, and uh, went ahead to perform the Salah, Salat al-Janazah of his father, Imam al-Askari And for that reason, Imam al-Sadiq Jafar al-Sadiq is known as, our sixth Imam is known as Jafar al-Sadiq to, to make that difference because there will come some other Sadiq down from his own lineage that is not going to be truthful. And this is a lesson for all of us that even though Jafar, the son of Imam al-Hadi, he was a Sayyid, he was, you know, he's surrounded by, uh, uh, you know, perfect individuals. His, fa his, his father was uh, a Masoom. His brother was a masoom, his nephew was a masoom, and yet this was not enough to make him, you know, uh, uh, guided. In fact, shaitan overcome him, shaitan got over him, and uh, in essence, even though he was surrounded by masoom, but he took a different path, and for that reason, it's not a guarantee that just because we are Sayyids, uh, some of us may be Sayyids, or some of us may, may be related to uh, Ahlul Bayt or that we are come from a very good family, um, a, a family of ulama, it doesn't mean that we also we are we are also going to be good or we also definitely going to be, uh, you know, uh, saved. No, each of us are going to be judged by our own actions individually. Each of us will will be accounted by Allah Subhanahu wa Taala, regardless of who our father is and who our mother is, or whether our, our mom is a zakira or our, our dad is a maulana. It doesn't make us above and beyond anyone else, we are going to be judged as our own individuals. Jazakumullah khair. Thank you so much for your participation. Wassalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.